What's up, everyone? Welcome to another audio briefing of the TNMT newsletter. For those of you who don't know us yet and wonder what you're listening to, TNMT is the Lufthansa Innovation Hub's industry deep dive for everyone that works at the forefront of innovation in the travel and mobility industries. TNMT is run by the Lufthansa Innovation Hub's research team and we produce unconventional data-driven market intelligence covering the most relevant trends in travel and mobility tech. My name is Leonard and I'm hosting this show together with my dear colleague Lee who is the Lufthansa Innovation Hub's lead analyst for everything consumer research related. All right, we're live. Welcome back to all of our millions of listeners out there who came back for the second edition of our TNMT audio briefing. Lee, you're back as well. And I wanted to ask you something right out the gate. Do you feel a little bit famous by now? Because most of the feedback we received after our first edition was all about you and your excellent voice for this podcast format. I feel like we might lose you to CNN one day because they're going to hire you as one of their next news anchors. I have a question for you too, Lennon. Do you ever feel awkward for asking me these kind of questions? I don't believe a single word that you say. And by the way, I have to correct you. It's still a long way to go until we reach a million listeners. You're slightly exaggerating here. How many downloads did we really get for the first episode? Yeah, you're right. I think about 500 max. So yes, not quite a million listeners yet, but we will get there one day. Mark my words, as long as CNN is not going to steal you away. Whatever. I will just ignore that, Leonard. And let's get going. Don't forget, we call this a briefing for a reason. Should we quickly give people some context again of what this audio briefing is all about before we start digging into today's topic areas? Absolutely, let's do it. So for the newbies listening for the first time, think of this audio briefing as an ultra-efficient way of following our TNMT research, which we usually publish as part of our online platform on TNMT.com, as well as in our bi-weekly email newsletter that covers the latest and greatest in terms of trends, data charts, research, and news updates from the global travel and mobility tech scene. So this audio briefing is helpful if you prefer listening to what we have to say and if you're short on time. Exactly. That's why we want to make this ultra brief and efficient. Remember that, Leonard. And usually not longer than 15 minutes max. And a final reminder for our listeners, as we're just getting started with this format and the whole audio podcast game, if you have any thoughts or comments on how to improve, feel free to tag us on social media like Twitter or LinkedIn, or just drop us an email at newsletter at tnmt.com. But now, really enough chip chat, let's talk trends and research. Where do you want to start? What do we have today, Lee? In today's edition, we actually have one major piece, but it's a really exciting research piece to talk about. We analyze how the pandemic-induced work revolution has blurred the lines between the home and office, as well as business and leisure travel. We are exploring the opportunities for travel providers in this new travel environment. Well, I'm quite biased, but I find this article to be super interesting. So why don't you just get started and provide us with an executive summary of what you worked on? Yes, for sure. So our thesis is basically the following. As most of you can probably relate, the pandemic-induced remote work movement has changed how much time knowledge workers spend in the office and at home. We believe this work-from-home resolution, albeit initiated by the pandemic, is here to stay. Maybe not to the extent as at the height of COVID, as more companies today are asking their employees to return to the office, but return to the office definitely won't go back to the pre-pandemic times, as the lines between the home and the office will continue to blur. 
This blurring is also taking place in the way people are traveling these days. In pre-pandemic times, people would in most cases travel either for business purposes, which consisted mainly of hotels, conferences and client meetings, or they would primarily travel for leisure to relax and explore. Most usually, you'd also use different products and platforms for each purpose. But post-pandemic, our conviction is that the travel categories can no longer be strictly separated into business and leisure travel. They do not exist independently of each other anymore. Rather, the two are inextricably linked and connected, and we see this with a range of new use cases emerging at their intersection. To go even a step further, we don't believe business and leisure travel will ever return as we once knew them. Instead, an entirely new travel category is emerging, one that will impact post-pandemic travel behaviors unlike anything we have seen before. This category is what we coin blurred travel, a term describing the increasingly blurred lines between leisure vacations and professional work trips. To make this more tangible, we argue that blurred travel should exist as an additional category for customers to choose when asked for which purpose are you traveling at the booking page. Essentially, Blurred travel is a new dimension that travel providers should consider when segmenting their customer base because it enables them to sell new products and cross-sell services we traditionally haven't really seen before in the travel industry. Okay, but not so fast. Before we jump into what this might mean for travel providers, help our audience understand what blurred travel exactly is. I don't know, maybe you have a couple of concrete examples because correct me if I'm wrong, but the combination of leisure and business travel is not entirely new. Our industry has talked about concepts like leisure, for instance, for years. So what is really different about blurred travel? Well, you're right that the combination of leisure vacations and business trips is not completely new, but the scope of blurred travel expands far beyond what leisure encompasses. There is a bigger trend at play as the nature of work has changed over the past two years from physical office presence to a more flexible work-from-home, work-from-anywhere mindset. This manifests in new ways of traveling and new use cases such as workations, travel to work, etc. Not for everyone, of course, but for a large extent of the knowledge work community. To make it more concrete about what it means in terms of the needs and preferences for travelers, on blurred travel trips, travelers seek out leisure activities such as exploration of a new environment, language or culture. But simultaneously, they want spaces with reliable work and communication infrastructure. For instance, a proper work desk, high-speed internet connection, and a local community of peers with whom they can exchange and mingle, to name a few of examples. Therefore, I think blue travel is a lot more than what we consider leisure, where people would add one or two vacation days to their business trip. Okay, so we're talking about the next evolutionary step in how people combine work and vacation, driven by tech acceleration and the video conferencing boom during the pandemic, point taken. But again, is this really that much different than in the past? Was it just more common among a larger share of the working population? Because let's be honest, even before the pandemic, this extended scope of remote travel has kind of been a thing among, let's say, freelancers, for example, like software developers and designers. Definitely. I'm not saying that certain use cases of their travel have not existed before, as in the case of what we could call leisure or digital nomadism, where tech workers could travel the world and work remotely. In fact, our definition of blurred travel does not exclude these previous mergers of leisure and business. We see them as a quintessential component of the larger blurred travel trend that kickstarted in the past but was rapidly accelerated during the pandemic. But additionally to these, we believe there are several new blurred travel types emerging which we didn't really see before, even among tech workers. These new blurred travel use cases, which we can discuss in greater detail in a minute, are defined by three attributes. Firstly, extended stays 
Secondly, a specific set of new consumer needs. And lastly, a selected type of travel destinations. Okay, that's interesting. So why don't we talk about these three defining characteristics in more detail? I imagine this provides more clarity also in terms of how this really differs from previous forms of leisure. Absolutely. And I still sense that hesitation in your voice, but don't worry, we have three significant pieces of data to evidence that blurred travel has quickly become a new travel norm for a significant part of travelers. Let's run through the data. Firstly, on Airbnb, long-term stays, which are defined as trips for longer than 28 nights, are at an all-time high. The vacation rental company reported that extended stay bookings have nearly doubled from 14% of all nights booked in 2019 to an incredible 25% in the summer of 2021. In certain countries, such as Germany, Canada and Spain, the proportion of extended stays even reaches between 30-40%, to 40%, which would make up roughly a third of all the Airbnb bookings. With our data partner Skyscanner, we have registered a similar trend for flight bookings. Based on flight search and booking data, we established that extended trips have exceeded the number of bookings for short trips and vacation trips in certain countries. In Thailand, for example, share of long-term bookings has increased from 29% in 2020 to 41% in 2022. This is significant given that historically traditional vacations of less than 14 days dominated travel bookings. Now to the second attribute. Given that consumers are traveling for longer periods and for mixed purposes, blurred travel also comes with a set of new consumer needs. Firstly, travelers are looking not only for a room to rent, but for a proper second home from where they can also work productively during the day. Meaning, factors such as high-speed internet, table to work from, or a kitchen to cook a quick lunch are now taken into consideration when planning such trips. However, we can say that we see the blurred travel trend play out everywhere. This brings me to the third defining point of blood travel, namely selected type of destinations. More specifically, we found out that Google searches for travel and remote work in countries such as Portugal, Spain, alongside with Mexico and Costa Rica, saw over a thousand percent increase in last year. Thailand, Vietnam and Indonesia also recorded a recent surge after reopening according to Skyscan flight booking data. Looking deeper into these set of destinations, there are a few attributes they have in common. Warm weather and a tropical exotic environment, a balanced mix of busy life as well as outdoor activities, for example, beach, mountains or water sports. And most of them also have a favorable policy for tourists and expats such as digital nomad visas or taxes. These attributes make these type of destinations a perfect place to combine both your professional work needs as well as leisure needs, which is why we believe they are also so strongly associated with blood travel. Those are some very persuading figures. Thanks for sharing. By the way, how confident are you that this trend will prevail post-pandemic as well? I mean, we're facing a global recession, right? Companies might become a lot more disciplined and restrictive when it comes to their remote work and travel policies. Any danger of returning to old patterns again? Of course, we can say for sure, but one of the reasons why I'm so confident in blurred travel is because many employers, especially in the technology context, continue to embrace the work from anywhere movement and they are using it as a work perk to attract top talent. I would even argue attracting top talent in times of recession is even more important than before. You might want smaller workforces, but you continue to need the best. Flexible remote work setups can be such a differentiator in order to attract top talent. Confirming this statement, Hacker News disclosed that the share of tech jobs with a remote work setup on its platform increased by more than 150% from 2019 to 2021. 
That's certainly a stat to keep in mind. However, I still think it's going to be super interesting to observe how the remote work movement plays out in the next months. I mean, I share your confidence that remote work is here to stay, but I also have some doubts how much the larger economy, and there's more than tech, will think about work from home setups and all the perks associated with this. But in general, I agree, long-term remote work will become the norm for even more people than today. One open question I have, and you briefly mentioned this at the beginning, what does this mean for travel providers going forward? How can they, whether it's an airline, a hotel, or an accommodations provider, cater to this new travel segment? One step ahead of you, enter our Blurred Travel Framework. We have put together a proposed framework for the Blurred Travel Movement, one that highlights a variety of different use cases that travel providers can use to identify underlying consumer needs behind the different types of Blurred Travel Trips. The framework is basically a two times two matrix with four quadrants and is based on two dimensions. The first dimension represents the state of movement, with one end being at home and the other end represents traveling. The second axis represents the travel purpose of a given trip, which are either work-related or leisure-related. And you might want to look up the bird travel article to see the framework in front of you. Yeah, I guess that's where this audio format falls slightly short. But just try to paint it in front of you, Leonard. Now, imagine the four quadrants that are clearly separated by lines. This represents how prior to the pandemic, we would clearly distinguish between the home and office as well as business and leisure travel. It was easy to draw a line between work life in the office and private life at home. And it was similarly also easy to tell when people were traveling either for business purposes or primarily for leisure tour nights. However, as previously discussed, the lines between these categories started to blur amid the pandemic. In some cases, these quadrants even started to blur within each other. For example, the category of the home has expanded and has become the home office from where people also work rather than just use it for personal reasons. Most importantly though, we identified five new blurred travel use cases that have emerged at the intersection of these four quadrants. For the sake of time and the audio format, I'll give an example of just two that I find most interesting, namely travel to work and workations. Workations are trips involving temporary moves to different locations from which people can work and engage in vacation activities. Many of these destinations are often leisure destinations. During the day, people work, but during evenings and on weekends, they can still enjoy new cultures, languages, foods, climates, and experiences, ones they would usually take standalone trips for. Travel to work, on the other hand, happens when people move out of proximity to their office to a remote location or one near to their social circles. As a result, they must commute to the office, which might be for one or several days, and include overnight stays during the work week. But now back to the topic, the bottom line is, the post-COVID travel era will be characterized by these blurred travel types as the pandemic has made working from anywhere more widely accepted by employers and adopted by workers. With this shift in ways of working, we expect that travel behavior and needs will also be redefined. Thanks for the framework, Lee. And yes, we do like frameworks. But you still didn't explain what are some of the ways travel providers can actually exploit the blurred travel movement. Thanks for keeping me on track. To answer your questions, here are a few ideas that we had. Example number one, blurred travel use cases tend to require people to take more stuff with them. Think of your work equipment or just more clothes. As a result, travelers will require more luggage allowance than a traditional vacationer. Here, travel providers like airlines could think about new ancillaries. 
Secondly, blurred travel will likely lead to greater personalization, which can result in opportunities for travel providers to upsell and promote new product packages. For instance, as more people travel for extended periods, they will want more options to bring their pets along for the ride. And thirdly, travelers might be in need of a co-working space near to their rental, one which offers a stable and rapid internet connection. With all this being said, we expect that the travel trend will result in many more travel providers diversifying their products and services in the near future. Super interestingly, thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure our audience has many more questions, so you might want to visit tnmt.com to read these full analysis, which is a great read. Looking at the time, that was a little longer than expected, but I hope you found it useful. Thank you for listening. That was our second episode of the TNMT Audio Briefing. Let us know what you think. You can reach us at newsletter at tnmt.com. And for more insights, go check out our articles, reports, infographics, and data charts on tnmt.com. On our website, you can also subscribe to our newsletter so that you don't miss out on our next newsletters and the next edition of the audio version under tnmt.com slash newsup. This link is in the audio notes. If you like the content, please rate us on Spotify and Apple podcast to help us spread the word. Thank you for listening and we are really excited to see you back here next month.